we've been modifying our our stuff a little bit and now uh we found out that having these sort of like a live reaction kind of videos would be fun to do and fun to try out so artem has uh found out well you know you're gonna present another yeah very cool tool and i'm gonna live react because i haven't the one that you're now showing i haven't yeah. actually used myself before but i've been using its competitor so so i'm very curious to see how how your uh chosen tool works and uh, then i'm gonna just say in my opinion which is better which one is better the one that i use the competitor or the one that you use obviously now your track record has been phenomenal you know you've been winning all the all the contests what we've been having Oh, I don't know. Let's see. So let's see how how this works out. I think uh, I will be just uh, explaining how I use the tool. You will provide some insights, comments. You will ask questions, and then at the end we can see if my tool is better than the one that you're currently using. Uh -huh. Today's topic is very simple. It's uh, basically automation and integration. And uh, there are different tools you can use to automate your, for example, marketing. And uh, in order to do integration and integrate services to each other. And the, probably the top services that are being used currently are Zapier, Meg.com, and if TTT.com, which is what? Uh, more, <laughs> yeah, e if. T, 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 if this, then that. It's a short oh, shit, for yeah. if this, okay. then that. So it's I, F, if T, T, T. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? Nice. So basically, uh, basically, uh, the uh, if this, then that service is more aimed at personal automation, not really geared towards companies. It's, for example... If you want to back up your tweets or if you want to automate, um, for example, location tracking, or if you want to automatically post tweets, you know, from Excel spreadsheet to your personal tweet, but it's not really aimed at companies and it's not really aimed at marketing. It's more personal automation, but there are some similarities in all of the tools. For example, you can do some basic Twitter automation and so forth. But uh, let's just quickly dive right in and talk about the service that I want to talk about today, and that is Make.com. It's formerly known as uh, Integromat. It's a really, really good service, and it's sad that it doesn't get as much as publicity as, for example, Zapier. And of course, the direct competitor is... Yeah. Zapier. Yeah, but I I, th yeah. I think I think you know if I may say here and in, in, uh, yeah, in, of course, uh, but I think the make has been going out quite much, like it it has been now uh, going up quite much because uh, when it was uh, what was it in, 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 what was the name before that it was Integromat Integromat yeah Integromat yeah. um that was pretty like uh, low key service. Not many people knew about it, and everybody was just talking about uh, Zapier. But now, I I think you know they have just gone to the next level. So we'll 
now they they become more and more an actual competitor uh, against Zapier. Do you actually pronounce yeah, it Zapier I, I, or Zapier? I don't know. Maybe Zapier. I think it's Zapier. I think it's Zapier. Yeah, I think it's Zapier. Zap. Zapier. Guys, if you know the right pronunciation, yeah, comment down below. We're but, lost here, but I think it's Zapier. I think it's Zapier. I I, I tend to call it as well Zapier, but then when you actually use it, you, you always have these saps, like you have it right there. Like yeah, it's yeah. Zap. So then it could also be Zapier. It's a French company, if yeah. I remember right. So, all right, what else? I I don't remember exactly who is behind Zapier, but I do know that they have been growing just like exponentially super fast yeah. just to give just to give a brief overview so basically zapier can be used to automate and integrate services this is basically how it is it allows people with little to no technical knowledge it allows them to integrate and combine services together in order to automate some of the workflow so i can show you just that the absolute simplest way you can use this and uh, Zapier is the one that I I use uh, much yeah so, exactly so yeah yeah so let's say you want to for example let's say you want to tweet automatically um, tweets based on your Excel spreadsheet so you have Excel spreadsheet and every time you put a new row into Excel spreadsheet it will automatically tweet so you can choose here Google Sheets as your application and then Twitter. And now you can create a trigger. So here, for example, uh, for example, here, new spreadsheet row and then select action, create a tweet. And now you can click try it and you'll be able to now authenticate with Google Sheets you will be able to authenticate with Twitter and you'll be able to create an automation. And once you start automation flow, every time you add to a specific Google document and you row, it will automatically tweet it. So this is basic functionality. It's more or less kind of like drag and drop. People really love it. And uh, yeah, it seems to be very, very popular for me personally. It's not really good enough. And I'll tell you a little bit, you know, why. And before I do that, let's uh, see the pricing. Uh, this is uh, so it's interesting for me yeah. as well to see because I use a lot of Zapier. Uh, okay, I'll call it Zapier. You're going to call it Zapier. So when, you yes. know, <laughs> uh, one, one way is, is the right one. So yes. before we're going to end up like one is going to be right and one is going to be wrong. But I, I've been using a lot of, lot of Zapier, and we are now uh, actually just creating huge uh, structure with Zapier. So if the make.com that you're going to show, it's going to be mm -hmm. better. I still have a good time, you know, enough time to change to make and, and uh, ma make everything there. So I'm very curious to see. Yeah, for sure. And when it comes to... Uh, Zapier, I think most of the people use it for marketing automation and uh, for data consolidation, but the free version allows you to have 100 executions per month. So this means basically that if you have a workflow that you have created, every time it's executed, it's considered a task. 
So basically, if you have a free account, your workflow, no matter if you have one or 10 workflows, you only can do 100 executions a month. And if you go to the next, you know, uh, tier, that is a starter tier, which is about 30 euros, and that includes 750 executions uh, per month, and it includes some additional functionality like multi-step zaps, filters, formatters, version, but most important is amount of executions. This is probably the best one. And then, you know, once you go to professional or team, it becomes very, very expensive very quickly. But most people, I think, use either starter or professional. This is basically the, like, I think, most popular tiers. When it comes to make.com, <clears throat> I think their pricing um, is very different in oh, the sense yeah. that, uh, yeah, in the sense that um, here, so if what I remember correctly, operations. So, yeah. Yeah, so ops is basically operations, executions. So it's the same in task. So yeah, 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 yeah. So this is pretty much, pretty much it. And again, if if I'm mistaking, please correct me. But uh, here you can see uh, operations, uh, blah 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 blah, tool factor authentication parallel. And then standard apps, unlimited users. And then here we are going to, yeah, what is, there we go. Every time a model in a scenario performs an action, it counts as operation. Mm. For example, so it's, it's a task. When you send the SAP. Yes. It, it, it's, it's a bit different because um, here, it's more fine-tuned. So basically, if you have an automation that consists of five modules, every time each model is executed, it's, that is considered an operation. an operation. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's it's a bit different. But, but I think here, basically... 10,000 is still a lot more than 100 uh, tasks. So even though ben, that's the case, you know, it, yeah, because it's kind of like a two tasks uh, in one set most of the times. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so in my opinion, I've been really happy with the pro version. It's only $16 a month. And if you go monthly, it's like, you know, 20 bucks, a little bit less than that. And uh, if you need additional operations, it will grow a little bit. So it can go to 30. So basically, and the team plan starts at $34, uh, which I think is really, really good. But anyway, the point is, is that I kind of feel it's more affordable, in my opinion. So this is, I think, definitely something that you should keep in mind. But again, the pricing is still very low. So if you're able to automate some of your workflow and you save maybe two, three hours of your time, or you become more productive, that time that you save oh, will pay yeah, for Zapier. Yeah, it's not. So I don't I don't think that the pricing is so important from the perspective no. of, you know, which one is better. Of course, if you are talking about, you know, like basically if your whole business is run on Zapier or uh, make.com, then obviously 
you know, there might be a difference in pricing, but in most cases, for most companies, the pricing difference is negligible. Yep. But now let's log in to make.com and let's see what kind of stuff have I done and what kind of automations have I used. So first of all, I'd like to point out that make.com is geared more towards advanced user. So what the heck does it mean? It means that Zapier is targeted more at people that don't really have an understanding what is uh, like, what is a database, what is data transfer operations. Uh, I think the learning curve for make.com is a bit steeper compared to Zapier. Zapier tries to get everything, you know, get you, it, it wants to get you started as quickly as possible with little um, technical information as possible. And that's why they've been growing so fast. Yes, yes. But once you actually start making complex integrations, this is where make.com provides a lot of cool functionality. So one thing that I really like, and again, if I'm wrong, guys, if, if everything you can do in make.com can be done in Zapier, tell me, help us, let us know, because obviously I have experience working with make.com more than with Zapier. So if you, first of all, if you go to devices here, you have support for mobile devices. So you could actually trigger, you could trigger automation from your mobile device. It could be useful in some scenarios. And I think that's pretty awesome. Another thing you can do is you have here data storage. So basically you have a database by default that is part of your service. And this database can be used for data storage. So you could actually integrate services in a very interesting way. You could pull the data from one service, put it in the database, and then, you know, you could create another automation that, for example, parses the data and offers, offers it in another format. So basically it's database built in, but what's wonderful about it is that it's very, very simple. First of all, you create a structure for your database here. For example, you can just, um, here I have, I think, uh, here I have structure. I have URL, it's text. I have title, it's text. And ID, it's a number. And then save. So again, we're not talking about very complex things in terms of like technical understanding, but still, you know, something you that should requires have, like, maybe. Uh, you should have some sort of uh beginner knowledge the basic knowledge of, of yes database for yeah yeah but so most likely if you're, can, if you're using yeah. if you're gonna do uh integrations anyway i think you're already past that phase and you understand something um this is some, not that my parents would use <laughs> never yeah obviously. yeah for sure for sure so here i'll show you some of the automations that i have created that really save a lot of time so first of all, what I like about make.com, and this is probably the biggest difference is that it's a visual tool. So basically here I can see my automation flow in a visual representation. Each module is represented by an icon and then each module is connected to another module. And then I can also set up filters so I can decide what information gets passed from one module to another module, right? So this is 
something really cool. So every single automation always starts with a trigger. Something needs to happen in order to trigger this automation. And you have multiple options. You can, for example, um, fire workflow automation at certain intervals like you have here. So for example, this automation starts every 30 minutes automatically, but you can also start automation when something happens, new data is added, file modified, whatever that is, but there is always a trigger. And now, for example, here, this is my accounting, uh, accounting, um, material preparation. So I have a problem. My accountant can only accept PDF files. So if I buy something for my company, like I pay for servers or I pay for make.com. And if they send me a receipt in just HTML, just in an email, I can't send it to my accountant. I have to create PDF, send it to her. And this is really tedious. So what I created, I created a new email address. I, I'm not going to disclose the email address so you don't spam me, but I created a new email box. <clears throat> and that email box accepts emails only from my email. So every 60 minutes. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, so yeah. just to clarify, did you open yeah. that email box? Do you have a separate account where you're sending like your primary email yeah. is sending with a certain filter, you know, command to another email account and that is activating or do you have... Uh, in your current account, do you have like certain uh, like a label where things go? And if that label is no, no, activated, no, no, no. then it's going to send. Okay. No, I, I, I created a different uh, mailbox, completely different mailbox. And when I need something to go to accounting, I just forward from my email Got it. to that email box. And every time, every 60 minutes, uh, make.com fetches new emails and then... It uses router to determine which path it should take. So, and now, now, for the, example, now we're, we're talking yeah. about the router. What is what is actually? I so router basically allows you. So, for example, when new email is fetched from my it's, email address, okay, uh, I'm gonna clarify. It's the router. It's yeah. that is from Make. That is like the Make's yeah, yeah. So own router, router. Yeah, yeah. Router so is not like yeah, a router, it's not a different app. No, no, no. Just, okay. it's, it's not it's not different service. Yeah. It's a workflow management module. Got it. Very good question. Uh, very good question. So it's basically, it allows you to control the flow, what goes where. So here, every time email comes, the router has two options based on the filter. If there is no attachment found, then it goes this way. But if there is attachment found, then it goes this way. So basically so, the router allows allows you to create alternative paths. Right. Okay. So this is already what is different uh compared to uh Sapir. And the way I the way I say this is that Sapir also now nowadays they you know back in the days they didn't have this multi uh function uh and yeah. multi-level in the integration automations, but now they do have but they don't still uh, name this router. They don't have this, like, it's it's just a different kind of flow. And now that I see this, yeah. I, I think this is actually a lot more clear than what 
Zapier has because even that I've been using Zapier for a long time and I'm, and I would say that I'm I'm pretty fluent with it. Uh for to my brain it's this actually is a lot better to understand because now you when you have the router when when it says if something happens then this happens and this is a visual canvas so yeah already yeah. I think this is uh this is a winner already this part. Yeah and if you think about it if, for example, you want to add a third branch, it's very simple. You, for example, drag here, for example, send email. You drag a module here, and then you bring it close to the router, and it will automatically connect. And now you can define action that you want to take, for example, send email. And here you define the condition. So... For me, it's very, very visual. It's very simple to understand. And when you create complex integrations or automations, being able to visually see it allows you to kind of uh, to kind of understand what's happening. What I also like is that if you click here, run once, it will run the scenario and you will see how the data travels from one place to another and which path it takes which I think helps quite a lot <clears throat> to understand, you know, like, is it working correctly? But just to go over very quickly, basically everything here, here is just modules. And I have created here two paths. If email has a, uh, doesn't have attachment, so if attachment is zero, then I use pdf.co to automatically generate yeah. PDF from that email and send it uh, and send it. I'm not going to show the address, but send it to my accountant. And after that, archive it in Evernote so that I can get back to it easier later and send me a telegram message saying that the, the, uh, the material was delivered to the accountant correctly. Okay. So hold on. We last video we were talking about Notion and you got me hooked in. Now we are also using yeah. uh, Notion. Uh, why the hell you have Evernote there? So, uh, so the reason because why we were, like, I use super Evernote clear that Notion is better than yeah. Evernote. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> the reason why I use Evernote is that Evernote uh, actually works uh, with PDF files much better. So if you have PDF files or if you have just in general. Um, any kind of files and maybe I'm wrong but in Notion if you add 1 million PDF files searching information from those PDF files is really hard but with Evernote it indexes PDF content and it automatically OCRs the content uh, by default so that means that once I have accounting material from 10 years or 20 years whatever that is in Evernote, I can find what I need faster. In Notion, I would have to know like the file name, when did I, you know, upload it. So I think Notion doesn't have this ability to index content from the PDF files. And this is the only reason why I use Evernote. All right. I'll accept that yes. uh, answer. Yes. You're not a <laughs> that's, trader. That's good. That's good. And, <laughs> and uh, basically... This is this is how it works. So from that perspective, this is very good. And this iterator, it's a really cool uh, feature as well. So iterator basically means that uh, you can iterate on 
on an object or on an array. So basically, if email that I send contains attachments, then this iterator means that it will perform these actions, these actions, these actions, these three actions on each of the object. So if I send email with three attachments, it will go to router and then it will go this way because I will have more than zero attachments. And then iterator will check how many attachments are there. If there are 10 attachments, it will take one attachment from there and it will execute once this workflow. It will take second attachment and execute it again. Third attachment and execute it again. Basically, it allows you to go through list of objects and perform an action on every single object. So this is how I use it. And from my perspective, it's been working really well. So basically now I have an email address where I send emails like receipts. And if receipt has PDF, then it will automatically be forwarded to my accountant and will be stored in Evernote and I will notify, it will notify me via Telegram. But if there is no attachment, that means that the email itself is a receipt and I need to generate PDF from that email. Then I need to send it to accountant, store it in Evernote and send the information via Telegram that, that uh, material was sent to accountant successfully and stored successfully. Nice. So now, in, in order to just show you what kind of cool stuff you can do, we can do something very, very simple. So can, everything uh, starts... Uh, can, I, in, can I ask yeah? here? Oh, of course. Well, you know, I, I say, can I ask, but I'm still going to ask <laughs> whatever yes, is the response. Please do. <laughs> yes. But uh, uh, how many apps make support? Uh, like, because uh, Sapier supports, like, 5,000 or more. So they have basically yeah. everything there. Everybody is having, yeah. you know, if you have a SaaS company, you obviously have a Sapier connection uh, possibility. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on with uh, Make? So um, Make.com has, I think, uh, 1,400 apps integrated. So um, most of the most important apps, all of them are integrated. Got it. So basically, if you have some weird app, maybe you will have better luck with Zapier. But I haven't found anything that I'm missing in Make.com. So let's uh, let's do something fun. So first of all, let's create an automation scenario. And the first step is always to choose a trigger, like what needs to happen. Mm. And here. Let's connect my pocket to make.com. So what's, what's pocket? And let's automate it. So, uh, so pocket is a really cool service where you can, when you find an interesting article or video on the internet, you can click on the pocket icon in your browser and it will store that link for you to read later so that you so can come back it's to basically, it later. It's, it's like Pinterest, but for links and articles. Yes, yes, yes. But the beautiful part about Pocket and the way that I use it is that um, Pocket also creates an audio version of the article. 
So basically what I do is okay. I add a link. For example, let's say I found a really cool article about marketing. I add it to Pocket and then using Pocket mobile application, I just put on my headphones and I just listen to the article using machine generated audio and it works Jeez. really, really well. Oh, right. That's that's cool. So, but, okay, I have I have to start using Pocket as well. We have to make uh, another video for that. Yes, we need to make a video of, <laughs> for of sure. uh, you know about Pocket, but also OCR uh, tools. Yeah, for sure, because OCR is something that's uh, I mean, I you can do it at all, but uh, it's it's still you know if you if you don't want to use Adobe, then it's always going to be a lot of trouble. We've been trying to use it then uh, Notion now, but I, I haven't found yeah. a way to do it properly, so we need to do that as well. So, so here you can choose a trigger, and this trigger that ha has acid in it means that it will be triggered immediately after something happens. So here, for example, you can choose, uh, for example, an action, but these actions will not be triggered automatically. Only acid actions will be triggered automatically. So for example, if you choose non-acid action, you will see this clock added here because this action needs, you know, needs, uh, needs to be spawned at specific intervals. But if you choose and, and now an acid here, action. And now here, the when you're using Sapier, the free version or even the lower tier page versions yes. they always have they only have the tiers they never have like immediate actions only if you're paying the top dollar uh subscription then you have the immediate action stuff but in other parts they always have 15 minute in intervals if, if i remember right and it can actually be even like yeah. what was it daily it used to be daily i think yeah oh, no i think it's 15 or 30 minutes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So it's, I it's think not so. instant. Yeah. So and this now, is good. You know, if, 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 then do you get the acid ones also in the... Uh, free version? Lower, lo lower. yeah, the free versions and the lower tier ones. I think so, yes. I think so, yes. And at least in the cheapest version, you for sure get it. I know that for sure. In the yeah. cheapest version, you absolutely get it because that's what I was using for quite some time. Okay, and here, cool. you know, I have already connected pocket.com to this, so I'm not going to I'm not going to basically add a connection again, but if you want to authenticate with pocket and edit here, you just click add and you know, pop-up counts, mm, you know, do you accept sure. blah blah blah. Easy yeah. stuff. So here you need to decide pretty pretty straightforward, like what, just like in Sapir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here you need to decide like if you fetch items from pocket will there be unread items archive items or all here you can choose for example all and then well, do you want to fetch only favorites no doesn't matter and do you want to fetch items with a specific tag let's try that so that we have a tag and this is would be make for example that will be my tag so it will automatically launch this automation when it finds new link being added to pocket that contains tag make. And then you can also choose here domain. If you want links for specific domain, you can set limits. 
and uh, you know basic stuff but again very very simple stuff and do you want to fetch all the mm, links right for now, example right. yeah or do you want to fetch starting on a specific date yeah or manually okay, so but what, again what happens next so next so now what, what, basically what now you, you have with this one so here you can decide what do you want to do with that data so basically every time new link is added now we can fetch that link and do something with it so if you for example wanted to send an email you wanted to for example send it as an email you could for example choose here module email send email and now you can just drag them together and they are connected and here you choose email account that you have connected to this system and uh, now you can put subject and here you could type um, interesting link for example and then here you can choose this is, this comes from pocket and here you can choose for example does it have name height image i think there should be something like title title or something similar ah given title there we go and then will email be plain text or html okay. html and then here you can write here is interesting link for you and then you choose given url that's it now basically uh field last on ah to whom you are sending of it course. obviously i'm gonna send it to myself yeah and you can have multiple people here so that's it now the integration is complete and we can actually test it i'm gonna save a link in pocket and add a tag make i have done it now that's it and now i can just click run once and we will see what happens okay so that's a test boom yeah that's it so here it fetched one link here it is we can see here what it fetched and here you can see results of the email you can see you know body of the email and everything worked correctly everything is perfect all green and if i'm happy i can now click scheduling and it will be put online and everything is honky dory nice so of course i can go like i can make it a lot more complex i can go to flow um, flow management and i can for example put a router here like this and then i can add email send email and i can put it here and then i can add maybe instead of email i could put for example slack obviously it has slack integration as well let me just close this slack and then create message so now i have a router and i need to create conditions based on which condition the email uh, the link will go to to the email and based on which conditions it will go to slack so you click here on the connection and now you're able to create a filter and i'm going to put here for example domain contains i don't know facebook let's say so here condition given url uh given url contains facebook.com that's it and now you press ok you have set up your first filter and here 
Um, another one, if it doesn't contain Facebook in URL and here condition URL and then con doesn't does not contain does not contain facebook.com and now that i see and this one now that i see this one um i am not a coder per se but i've been doing a little yeah. bit of coding stuff just out of curiosity and i think everybody who's now doing you know marketing marketing or whatever you're now doing uh with computer business i think you need to learn at least some po so, some level of coding as understanding so that you just understand why what and what happens and why and now, now that I see that, uh, yes, basically just code is like, if something happens, then do that, else do this. So basically just normal how you would write any code, but just without actually doing the coding part. Coding. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So if, if you understand that, we... then yeah. this is fantastic. This is tool. easy. This yeah. is easy. Yeah. This is easy. And one thing that you might want to really get a kick out of it is check out what also make.com supports. And this is not, you know, exclusive to make.com. Zapier supports it as well. Oh, <laughs> ChatGPT, obviously, yeah. Yes. So this is, this is what is really, really, really cool. So here, I'm not gonna add my account, but once you add, you know, I would have to, I would have to show my, API keys, let me just quickly maybe stop sharing and I can quickly enter my API keys. But basically what you can do is, and I think, I think this is a huge opportunity for many, many, many companies and many people because, you know, using OpenAI and ChatGPT in your workflow is amazing, but it requires integration. But with make.com, and with Zapier, you can start using um, you can start using this uh, wonderful technology in order to improve your own marketing. And I'll show you what I mean. So here we have ChatGPT, right? Basically. So what we could do actually is we could fetch the content every time we add something to Pocket. We could open actually fetch the HTML content of that article and we can ask, for example, ChatGPT to summarize the article mm -hmm. and create 10 takeaway points for that article and also create a tweet that will share that article in your social media. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is, uh, that is, uh, that, that's actually a very good so simple and also you know such a good thing yeah yeah and imagine imagine something even cooler imagine you take you don't use pocket or you go with something like google sheets right something really boring but in my opinion pretty awesome so you create a google sheets oh wait i have to do it this way there we go so you create a google sheets file and you call it you know, tweet ideas or something mm -hmm. like that. I'm not going to choose it now. Sure. And then every time you add a new idea to the file, 
you can feed it to ChatGPT and it will create based on your idea of really cool social media post. And then you can, you know, add Twitter here or Facebook and you can create a tweet automatically based on your idea, but on OpenAI's implementation. Uh, and uh, well, using we, we use ChatGPT so much all the time. We actually use a lot of other uh, AIs as well over the past couple of years. And, um, but especially with ChatGPT, that requires quite much of giving like proper context, uh, conte uh, context to, to, so that, you know, it can actually produce valid stuff. So I assume that when you are connected with API, you can choose then, uh, your chats. And you yeah. can choose the, the one that you have already give context so that when you are giving these good, let's say tweet ideas or blog post ideas, um, it can, you know, it uses that particular chat and, and yes. then prints valid stuff out. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So basically you're absolutely correct. The way that I would do it is I would go to chat GPT and I would do what is called priming. So basically. Uh, you can create a prompt, you can test it in ChatGPT, and then you can copy the prompt to make.com so that it always uses that prompt and, and it will basically allow you to always get really good results. In ChatGPT, the biggest problem is that a lot of people write something like this, create um, interesting uh, tweet about digital marketing for my Twitter account. They, yeah, they give something context. very, yes. And, and, uh, you know, it creates really like absolute rubbish. So now yeah. that I think what is really important is priming the chat GPT. So this is, for example, what I do, and you can import this same prompt into make.com. So it will use that same prompt every time automation runs. But I write something like my target audience is uh, our uh, startups startups in Finland in technology field usually usually they lack marketing expertise oops ah. expertise <laughs> and uh, don't have a lot of resources my company offers growth marketing service and we have been doing it for over over so we, we didn't even years. we didn't even plan this but this is actually a good way to <laughs> advertise your business you can also put my stuff there so we have a growth <laughs> marketing yes. agency as well <laughs> yes. all the things that we are yes. not targeting startups <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, again, yeah, that just so it, you know, it's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if you didn't know, uh, Mikhail has an awesome company and they focus on lead generation and they have companies across the board get uh, more sales, basically. Yeah, and he's been doing stuff. it for quite some time. So definitely need to plug him as well. Uh, but the idea here, basically, that you prime it, do you at uh, please use this as context for my future comments. Uh, my tone of voice is casual and with humor. 
You can also put there are. that your tone is Arnold Schwarzenegger, so then you get all the yes. stuff with you Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. You can voice. do that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Do you understand? Your and voice underchanged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be like... Those tweets would be fun, though. You know, you would have Andrew Tate voice talking about marketing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now, and now you see it starts generating a little bit, you know, better tweets that are actually more interesting. And the idea here is with AI, and especially with ChatGPT or ChatGPT similar technologies, the priming is the secret sauce. It's not the technology because everybody have it. Like yeah. everybody is able to use that. It's, it, you know, it's like saying when you go to cook something, right? Everybody can have access to good meat, good vegetables, but it's the recipe. That's the secret mm -hmm. sauce, you know? And I think in, um, in actually that, GPT that's also based technologies yeah that, that's also what you can to, when if you're talking about marketing uh when companies and i mean like when i'm in a parties or this like cocktail events that don't happen that much anymore thanks to covid but <laughs> uh at yeah. least used to uh and people were asking like okay what, what are the good you know great tips for in, in you know getting more leads and and you know in our business scene stuff uh it's you can't give an actual good answer without you understanding, you know, what their company's doing, the how they've been doing their business currently. You know how how much how how much usually they get leads per month. Do they actually even get inbound stuff? Do they do out, out outbound stuff? Do they do any kind of marketing? All, all this kind of stuff. Uh, do they have any like? CR integrations and and marketing budget etc. So you need to know all these stuff until you you know before you can give an actual good answer like do this and that and that would should help. So without having this, it's that's why you have to communicate with ChatGPT. You have to go communicate with the same way that you need to just tell the you know Prime you need to get the context because otherwise it's just randomly asking what's good and then you know say something and then you're like oh, okay okay this sucks you know doesn't understand well obviously because it's kind of like a new person every time you open a new chat they have a yes. blank state it's late they, they they haven't heard about your business before or your your things yeah and remember you know if you just google uh chat gpt prompts you will be able to see so much good stuff yeah so much good stuff just look at what others have been doing and just experiment because once you create your recipe and it could take quite a lot of a lot of work and effort chat gpt will create unique stuff and it will always be unique and it will always have the same tone of voice and it uh -huh. will always kind of feel like your stuff and this is what i think is awesome about make.com and maybe we could start wrapping it up since it's been like 50, 50 minutes already. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically with make.com, because it's visual, it's actually very easy to get started. But also because it's visual, once you start creating very complex integrations, it's easier to manage it because you see yeah. it, you see the flow oh, yeah, and everything. That is, the, that is the biggest downfall with Zap, uh, Zapier. Zapier. Uh, whatever yeah, you call it, it. Uh, 
the C, the big C. Uh, yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah, downfall yeah, yeah. is that it's extremely hard to see the big picture. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, when I make this doing, I just want to say here, I think that is possible, but if you would put between the ChatGPT 3 and Twitter, you could just put the uh, um, Telegram bots that would say that, like, here is the uh, tweet, do you like it? And then you can say, like, I fucking love it. And then it would go straight to Twitter. And, like, no way it would do another version. Can you do that? Because then you would be just yeah, on you... the fly. You would just go and see in, in your Telegram, like, okay, uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is fire. Let's do it. Otherwise, it was like, no way. And then you would get a, a new version without being on your desktop trying to, you know, configure it, the, the text. Yeah. So, you can would definitely you, would you be you able def- to do the loop yeah you would be able to do that but it would work in a different way uh, and this is this is i think a very very genius question because first you would have this loop basically uh, like there is a trigger and then chat gpt creates yeah uh, creates the data and then it puts the data in the data store in the database that make.com has and then you create second uh-huh. scenario for the loop, right? For the Telegram loop. So in that second scenario, you would use as a trigger new data being added to data store, and then it would send you information to the uh, to Telegram and ask for yes or no. And if you say yes, then it sends the tweet. So you need to split it into two parts, but no problem at all. Oh, uh, okay. So you, okay. So you need to put the data store here before. Uh... That you you can just put Telegram's bot that then you say yes no and then in yeah so basically there would be like a router is, is that, router in the in the Telegram bot I I guess you could say that but the thing is is that you could do it probably in one automation but I think it will be very complex if you split it into two it will just be easier to manage but uh, again I just have to admit of course I'm not a like mega pro user of make.com there is so much functionality that it, that i didn't have time to explore but i'm 100 percent sure you can do this oh for sure yeah okay yeah all right so okay once and once again uh maker make it better than than zapier i cannot have this uh feel though so i've been I, i've been using so, so long i well i've been saying this many times now already but uh I was just seeing the down. Uh, I've seen the problems with with Zapier and the ones that are almost like deal breaker problems. Uh, it, it's it's a really great tool, however, but but there's some like for example this visual kind of stuff, and then that you can do all this. And also, I think they're a bit too greedy. Their their uh, billing is you know when you're using when you're using it more and more, and and you have more complex stuff, you actually find find yourself spending quite much of money. Whereas you can get cheaper deal with better features. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Maybe it just comes down yeah. to if you have if they have the apps uh that you want to use yeah. in Maker that the make I think that's the only thing that decides. Yeah, for sure. So basically it uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh 
if your app is not supported in make.com, you have to go to Zapier for sure, because this is just how it is. They support more apps. But if your apps are supported in make.com, I think it makes a better it's make it makes a better choice. It, it becomes a better choice for you because it'll be easier, but also there are additional features that you can then st later start using like data store uh -huh. and mobile devices and so forth. But again, I recommend always trying both tools and, uh, you know, just see what you like. In my opinion, as a programmer, or at least a person who used to program, I used to program in Python, PHP, and, um, for me, make.com kind of feels like it's made for a little bit more technical people. So, you know, like the loops and like if then, you know, this kind of flow control. Like if you have an engineer brain, like you don't have to be a programmer, it kind of fits, it makes a lot of sense. But if you just want something very, very quickly done and you don't really care that much, I think they could be... Yeah, yeah, simple yeah, integrations. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to, for example, push data from Google Sheets to email or something like that, right? Something extremely simple. I think Zapier can do that very quickly and you don't have to really like, it'll probably be uh, done in a few minutes while in make.com, I don't think they have ready scenarios. So in Zapier, I think they have like scenarios that you can create with just a few clicks. And then templates, you just modify yeah. them. Yeah. Basically like templates or something. Yeah. But I think in make.com, uh, they lack this. They have some, but not as much. Yeah, so but I the, think the, the that templates, is also one. The templates are not very convenient anyway. You Very rarely you use exactly like that. So then you end up, at least in my case, I never use templates. I just always create from scratch because... Well, you know, you in, anyway end up customizing it, so why would even bother? Yeah, yeah, but again, again, for somebody who doesn't know anything about Zapier, for them, templates probably is a good way to get it's started. Start, if yeah. they don't know anything about Zapier, I just want to get something done, push yep. orders from Shopify to email or something similar. Um, for them, I think templates are pretty, pretty good. For sure, yep. Cool. So, All right, there that's you go. It, I think. Thank you, Mikael, for for your time, and uh, you of know, course. hopefully you you enjoyed me showing a little bit of Make.com. Maybe you'll give it a try, and I'm uh, excited like. and roused a little bit. Very good. <laughs> Early in the morning for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but imagine like once you start adding chat gpt in automation you can take it to the whole new level whole new level oh yeah for sure so so i think there is like a lot of opportunity for some really cool stuff and remember you can also use chat gpt to to transform the data so you could for example give it data from excel and say like hey create data uh, in CSV format and ChatGPT mm. can change data from tabular format to something that would work in CSV, for example. So there is a lot of cool stuff you can do. And I think we're just scratching the surface. But otherwise, guys, hopefully you enjoyed the new format. Let us know what you think. And we're going to do a lot more of these. These are really fun. I think 
this could be our format that works for us and let us know in the comments down below absolutely all right thank you so much Mikhail. see Pleasure you again so soon next week all right thank bye. you take care bye